Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Sports Headlines. Uh, I am Warner Sanker. That is Warren Bruner right to my left. Uh, what's up with you, Warren, today? What's up, man? Uh, we're going to talk about um, the NFL games this weekend, specifically two big upsets and a comeback and a blowout. Um, the Packers just blew out the Titans last night, Sunday night football. The Steelers had a really nice comeback against the Colts um, in in the afternoon, as well as the Jets beating the Browns and the Bengals beating the Texans in a high-scoring thriller, um, which really impacts draft position. Now, Warren, you're a Bengals fan, um, and I'm a Packers fan, so this actually directly impacts both of our teams. Let's start uh, with the Bengals and the Texans. Um, what's your what's your takeaway from that game, especially in the draft uh, draft positioning? Uh, I was happy we won yesterday. I think a little bit too happy. Uh, on the second, on the second of Watson, I was jumping up and down in my room screaming yes. But now it hit me that we just lost a draft position to the Dolphins. I think because they got Texan draft pick, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We just lost a draft uh, position to the Dolphins, who will likely take an offensive lineman. And uh, maybe, maybe I don't know, but. I'm happy that we won, but then again, um, it, it it hit me full speed today that we just fell down, and we're not gonna take we're not gonna be able to take Penny, so or Penny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the Texans, obviously, um, with that loss, dropped to four and eleven. Um, and then the Bengals have their tie, so they're four ten and one. Um. Technically, if the Texans win next week and the Bengals do lose, the Bengals still have the higher pick. But we, we, um, we versus Ravens, we versus Ravens. Yeah, so so it's not really much of a question whether the Bengals will lose. Yeah. Um, no offense to you, uh, but it's the question of the Texans play the Titans. Do they really want to win? And yeah, they're going to have guys that are going to go out there and try to ball out um, that are either looking for new contracts or just love football and the fans and don't want to disappoint them. But um, they are still playing the Titans. And, I mean, we saw last night the Titans pretty much get smacked. But the Titans have smacked some other teams around as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, well own the tie, they own the tiebreaker with the Colts. Um, and, and so there's a lot of division implications and draft implications um, this coming week. And, and <laughs> I think this is going to be a big loss for the Bengals, um, losing out on Penny Sewell, um, the outstanding tackle prospect from LSU. LSU. My bad. My bad. Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, let's say. Uh, I think the Texans. Will, I think the Texans will want to win because they don't have their pick, and they're going to give a uh, AFC division, uh, not division rival, but a AFC opponent that they'll most likely face in like a year or two, uh, a top one, a top five pick, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Likely so, top three. Yeah, top three. So. If, if you're the Texans and you go out there and you want to lose, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense because you don't have to take the fight for it, um, anyways. And it's going to a AFC uh, team. And uh, I, I'm if I'm the Texans, I would want to win, but the Titans will probably want to win more because of playoff implications. Yeah, and then uh, right now the AFC South is up for grabs. The Colts and the Titans are both tied for first place. Um, the Titans on the tiebreaker, but that just that just means they've got to win their game and um, they're in. So no matter what the Colts do, um, I think it's gonna be a good game against Titans and um, Texans. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of offense. Um, it's just up to the Titans' defense. Do they want to show up or do they want to play like they did against Green Bay? Um, let's let's go to the Colts and Steelers, sticking with the AFC South. Um, 
the Steelers down big. They had three losses in a row. It looked like it was going to be four. Um, after starting 11-0, that would have been a real big disappointment for Steelers fans, but a real exciting. I would have been so happy. For, been so happy. <laughs> a real exciting four weeks uh, for you and for me as well. I, I don't like the Steelers very much either. Um, so what's, what's your takeaway from that game? Because it looked like, I mean, Indianapolis was cruising. Jonathan Taylor has really turned on in the last few weeks. They're working running back. Phil Rivers has filled in the Andrew Luck hole pretty nicely. Uh, overall, they've got a really solid team. Um, and and if they look like they're about to put Pittsburgh away for the fourth week in a row. Um, and and then they kind of just kind of just lost it. Um, give, give me give me your take on that game and um, and 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 your Steelers going forward in the playoffs. Uh, the I think. I think everybody wanted the Steelers to lose. I think everybody in the NFL wanted the Steelers to lose. Nobody likes the Steelers. Uh, we knocked some sense into Juju. No more Corvette. Corvette. Um, I just, I just hate the still. I, I just hate to see the Steelers win. I was really voting for the uh, Colts. Um, I think the Colts are a really good team. They were up and going into the third quarter, right? They were up going to the third quarter by like a touchdown, two touchdowns. Um, have we glitched? It looks like we've glitched. Um, Warren having some connection issues. Um, but yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Indianapolis, if you guys didn't know, lost 28-24. Um, and it was it was a big comeback for the Steelers, who had just you know lost three in a row. They lost to the football team. They lost to the Bengals. <laughs> Those are some pretty bad losses, uh, especially for a playoff team. And um, for for the Steelers to have won this gives them a lot of momentum going into these next few weeks. Um, and let's see if we can get Warren back, uh, but it gives them a lot of momentum going into the next few weeks. And um, I, I I really. <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily convinced on um, whether the Steelers are going to be able to make a run into the playoffs, but the Colts only scored three points in the second half. Uh, the Steelers scored 21. It was, it was a 21 seven game going into halftime. The Colts added a field goal and then a touchdown in the third for the Steelers and then two in the fourth um, to give them the win. It was just, it's not something you want to see if you're a Colts fan. The Colts win probability actually got as high as 89%, um, and they ended up losing this game. So I think this just shows that um, Phillip Rivers is a capable quarterback, yes, but he's not going to get the Colts over the hump into the promised land. And really, this eliminates yet another team for contention with the Chiefs. At the moment, I think it's only the Bills that can contend with the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, just looking through the list. Obviously, I mean, not the Raiders. They're pretty much out of the playoff picture anyways after they lost to the Dolphins. By the way, what a throw by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and then add the 15 yards from the penalty on as well. That just makes an even bigger play. But um, if, you go, if you go around the AFC, you have the Bills in the East, nobody else. You've got the, only the Chiefs in the West, and they're the Chiefs, so they're not going to beat themselves. Um You've got the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns in the playoff mix. I don't – I mean, I know the Browns were basically running three tight ends the whole day. Um, but 
it's it's a big thing when you when you have uh, hello there he is there's Warren my 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 powers went out of nowhere are you all right uh, I'm I'm still talking about the uh, Colts Steelers game um so what um what what I was saying was I don't think there's anybody except for the Buffalo Bills that can compete with the Chiefs um it, in the in the playoffs this year um not not the Colts definitely not the Titans after that embarrassment they they put up against Green Bay um and 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 not the Dolphins or the Raiders or the Ravens or the Browns or, or even Pittsburgh um and and I think this really showed that and expressed that to the fullest all right I'm ready all right um so if you unless you have any other words on Indianapolis and Pittsburgh let's hop over to um the other AFC North team the Browns lost to the Jets um Wow. <laughs> now, now I will say injury concern, or not injury, but COVID-19 and, and plus injuries, player unavailability was big, but they still had tight ends like Njoku and Hooper who aren't, you know, superstar playmakers, but they are capable NFL caliber receiving threats. You still had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You were playing the Jets. And um, it, it's not like your defense was decimated by Miles Garrett and, and <laughs> not being available. Um, so uh, it's it was it's really perplexing to see the Browns who, you know, they play the Steelers next week. They really can't seem to beat the Steelers. Um, but that'll be a big week for them, a big test for them and for Pittsburgh as well after playing four really crappy games in a row until – or three and a half, I guess, until the second half at Indy. Um but just just looking at at the playoff picture, I mean, they lost by a touchdown. Um, it was it was twenty three to sixteen, and um, it's 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 honestly it's it's awful to see if you're a Browns fan. It's probably delightful to see though if you're a Ravens fan um, or somebody else who's fighting for one of those playoff spots. Um, if if you have anything to say about that, Warren. Um, go ahead, but you know Mayfield wasn't particularly terrible. Only averaged five point four yards attempt in attempt, which is um, I I guess I guess that's that's what happens when um, when <laughs> you have the people available to you. But Nick Chubb eleven carries twenty eight yards. Uh, Kareem Hunt four carries eleven yards. Great run defense um, from the Jets, and then you know Hooper had seven for seventy one. But then a fourth string receiver, and then Nick Chubb, and then Kareem, or Kareem Hunt, and then Nick Chubb, and then Harrison Bryant, and then David Njoku. Those were all the those are the leading receivers to the Browns. So it was really a nightmare scenario for for Cleveland, where they're they're the best part of their team, their their running game, their offense um, didn't show up, and then defensively they just they got worn down to the point of Sam Darnold throwing for two touchdowns. Um. I think this game will go to show because the Browns' biggest strength, I think, is their run game. Um, if I think if you shut down the Browns' run game, they're going to just crumble. Um, it takes away the run pass option. It takes away play action uh, pass. Uh, it takes away a lot of things that Baker Mayfield is. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not good in a shotgun. I think yeah, we all know that. He's not reliable enough as just a yeah. straight drop back passer to uh, make any kind of playoff run or even make the playoffs for that matter. So I think the Browns really depend on the run game. So uh, I think this game will go to show that 
they're not really playoff. They're, they're a playoff team by win standards, but going against a top team like the Bills or the Chiefs or one of the topper tier teams in the um, AFC. Or even think, Pittsburgh. Last time yeah. they played Pittsburgh, they lost 38 to 7. Yeah. Um, and Pittsburgh just shut down the run. Or even the Ravens, um, mm-hmm. one of the topper tier teams. Um, I think they're going to crumble. Um, I think they're not going to do good. I don't, I don't really want them in the playoffs. I don't like them. Um, I don't like any AFC North team. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to go to show how bad the Browns are when you take away their run game and they don't have a pass game to go to. Yeah, and, and they had a better rushing attack against Pittsburgh when they lost 38-7 to than they did against the Jets, um, losing 23-16. This is all going to rely on Baker Mayfield and um, his – his um court his his football IQ and and his arm talent um is he going to be able to make the right throws well and hit his guys um if assuming Pittsburgh takes away the run game and assuming teams like the Chiefs and the Bills who are very very well coached teams knowledgeable teams and teams that are gritty and and um and you know when they have a mission they they focus on it and they succeed at it um I, and I don't think the Browns will be able to get over that hump this year um now. Are they are they done from the playoffs? They are still ten and five. It's not like um, it's impossible for them to go eleven and five and get in. But if you do look at the AFC playoff picture, of course you have the Chiefs probably going to go. The Chiefs are probably going to go fifteen and one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo right now is eleven and three. They play tonight against the Patriots. I think it's pretty safe to say they'll win that game. They're probably looking at twelve and four or 13, three, 13 and three record. Uh, of course, Pittsburgh's twelve and three. If they beat the Browns, um, they they pretty much have the two seed. Um, Tennessee and Indy are going to be fighting for that four seed, but I mean you'll have a ten and six AFC South team and an eleven and five AFC South team. Then you'll have a, a ten and six or eleven and five Miami team, ten and six or eleven and five Baltimore team. Then that seven spot right there, where Cleveland is, they can either be eleven and five and and get in, because they do own the tiebreaker over the Colts as well. Yep. Or they can be ten and six and and miss out, especially if Indianapolis wins that division. Mm-hmm. Although, although if I'm not mistaken, actually, I believe Cleveland does have the tiebreaker over the Titans, and um, yeah, they beat the Titans and they beat the Colts, so they're they're in a good spot in terms of tiebreakers. But they still do want to win this game and knock Pittsburgh down a notch or two uh, as well in the seating. Let's go. Um, let's go to the Titans. Uh, the Titans embarrassment against against my Green Bay Packers. Um, drops them ten five. They could have clinched the division um, with a win because the Colts lost, obviously. But um, I, I know I watched that game. Um, that's the first time I've really been able to watch a complete Packers game like live during the, during the time. Uh, so that was nice, and and it was even better. You know, it was um, it was what. I guess 18 to nothing uh, after the mixed extra point failed two point conversion. And then another touchdown um, final score of 40 to 14 Tennessee scored on the last drive, last drive before half. And then on the first drive after half, when they got the ball, otherwise, I mean, green Bay's defense showed up. What do you think this means for green Bay? If they can stop the run, like, like they did against Derrick Henry. Now keep in mind, he still had 90 plus yards and average about 4.2, 4.3 yards of carry, but for a guy that has 1,700 on the season and is averaging over five yards of carry, I, I'd say they did a pretty dang good job. Um, I think they did. A good, I think they did a good job, but we gotta we for 
for the run game to be able to be developed, you have to have a, a solid quarterback to get the ball out of get the ball of his hands. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan Tannehill had two interceptions and only two hundred passing yards, I think. Uh, and the first interception. No, he did not have 200. He had 121 passing. Yeah, 100, and he only averaged five yards an attempt. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely horrible. There's no reason why you should um, have a caliber quarterback like that in Tennessee, mm -hmm. um, making that much money and, and playoff implications on the line. And he's throwing two interceptions and not even 130 yards in a, in a very big game. But back to. Um, Derrick Henry, they did a really good job stopping Derrick Henry to only 98 yards. Um, their run defense was actually pretty good this game. Um, but I think it goes back to their offense because their offense, once the Packers get going on offense, is is very, very good for their defense because it, it gets them yeah. gets momentum up. So and, and that forces teams to have to go away from the run, which is the Packers defense, mm -hmm. defense's weakness. Uh, Rodgers had four touchdowns. He did throw that one interception. Uh, down in the uh, down in, in the gold zone, as he would say. But A.J. Dillon, the breakout star, 21 carries for 124 yards and two scores. And Aaron Jones didn't even have a bad game. He just um, – he had a little hip hip injury there. And uh, A.J. Dillon really just took took the, the game by storm. But Jones had 10 carries for 94 yards. Um, I, I think Jamal Williams' time as a Packer is done, uh, as a, at least as a second-string running back. I don't think they're going to give him a contract extension because I don't think they need to. They drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round. Uh, he's a bruising power back guy, honestly more like Jerome Bettis um, than Derrick Henry is. Derrick Henry's the outside zone guy who's going to get to the edge and stiff arm these DBs um, to, <laughs> to, to the hell's corner. But um, – AJ Dillon's just going to go up the gut and and run into you, and if you hold on to him, he's going to fall forward for two, three extra yards. And if you can stop him, you stop him, and you just got to do it all again. Um, I think this is a huge addition for the Packers, who's really lacking that power running back. Uh, Jones being this the you know the quick uh, back, he has a little bit of power, but he's nothing like a, a like an AJ Dillon. And um, if you can have this short yardage back or we even saw him break a few runs, so I don't even want to call him that. Uh, but if you can have A.J. Dillon really, really going off like he was during this playoff run, Aaron Rodgers was 21 for 25, and he really – he didn't really have to be like 2013, 2012 Aaron Rodgers with Mike McCarthy, terrible play calling, and Aaron Rodgers has to make a play every single play. Um, and, and, you know, 21 for 25, 230 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Only got sacked one time on that fourth down. Um, this is this is huge for uh, for Green Bay to have these two running backs really going off how they did. And then how about Devontae Adams? Eleven catches, one hundred forty-two yards, and three touchdowns. Um, <laughs> uncoverable, really. But do do you think this was more good Packers and bad Titans, or bad Titans and and just you know solid Green Bay? I think it's a uh bad Titans and a super good I think it's bad Titans and super good Green Bay um Green Bay I I'm, I'm just go ahead and say it I was holding in but I think Aaron Rodgers is my MVP um Aaron Rodgers is my MVP um Devontae Adams I think he's I think he proved himself to be the best wide receiver this season um he's uncover he's uncoverable mm -hmm. you just can't cover him um now when I like I said when, when our group chat that 
When we get when they get to the playoffs, I, I think, was just waiting for you to say that. Like he's I not comfortable. So then, uh, I, on, I think I think there will I think there will be schemes drawn up for him. There has to be because if you want to win against the Green Bay Packers, you have to take away Adams to win. Um, and the Titans' defense is a shadow of itself from last year. Um, the Titans are just not good on defense. Their their cornerbacks suck. Their cornerbacks um, are just slower and, and older. They they don't really yeah. – I mean, they Clowny. have Malcolm Butler starting for him, and then Adore Jackson, he's not bad, but he really got embarrassed by Devontae Adams last night. Clowney, he's just not that good anymore. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not nowhere near as good as he was, um, and he's not going to get a big paycheck like he hoped so. Um, I think it's a very good Packers win, and I think they're going to enjoy that bye because um, I think they win next week. Yeah, they don't have a clinch yet, but they, they play a, a good Bears defense with a lot to play for. Yeah. Um, and then with the Saints putting up <laughs> putting up a 50 bomb on the Vikings, um, the Saints yeah, matchup was up. I mean, the, the Saints could go 12-4 and four if, if they win next week, and the Packers could also go 12-4 and four, um, if they lose. Now the Packers have that tiebreaker, but um, – the Saints, schedule-wise, they play Carolina next. Um, and Carolina is nowhere near as good of a team as Chicago is, especially with uh, Mitchell Trubisky and the offense playing as well as they are. Uh, speaking of Chicago's offense, go watch our uh, our my sports uh, my um, my film breakdown on David Montgomery and his breakout season. Um, it's on our YouTube page, um, just at Sports Headlines. First channel that pops up there. Um, but um, it's it's. Do do we see Jordan Love week seventeen? Um, we 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 pretty much seen all of the Packers draft picks from this year um, play significant roles, except for Jordan Love and Josiah Duara because Duara tore his ACL. Um, AJ Dillon just had a breakout night. He was a second round pick. Um, the three O linemen that they drafted late in the draft um, have all seen playing time due to injury, and um, even even the seventh round pick. Um, ah man, I'm. I'm losing his name, uh, but he he even saw he sees a few snaps here and there on the defense as well. I don't think nobody remembers a seventh round pick. <laughs> uh, I think Vernon Scott, I think, is his name, but uh, he he saw a few snaps. He made a play last night that was um, that was pretty nice. Um, and and so, do we see Jordan Love Week 17? And if we do, do the Packers um, potentially move on from him for draft capital? Um. If the Packers want to win, I think they put in. I don't think they. I don't think it should be his NFL debut. I think it should be a late game situation if they're up by like two touchdowns and going into the fourth quarter with like 15 minutes left. But um, I don't think they should trade him. I don't know. I don't really know what their plan is because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay until he's 40. Um, or stay in the NFL until he's 40. But I don't know how long with the Packers. But. I don't know what their plan is with Jordan Love. I, I really don't know. If they want to trade him for a number one pick, I guess just trade him to maybe a, a, a Washington football team or somebody who needs a quarterback yeah. um, that has a good defense. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what their plan is. I just know that when the Packers draft, they, they know how to get the best out of their talent that they drafted. Um, they don't always draft the best talent in the right yeah. spots, but. Um, they do draft talent. Yeah, I would I would agree. They do draft um, guys who make impacts most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Gutekunst does. 
Uh, right now, Chicago is the seventh seed. They, uh, them and Arizona right now are both eight and seven. So uh, basically, the Rams are nine and six. They got embarrassed by the Seahawks. Um, mm. oh, the defense played well. Tampa Bay is ten and five. They've clinched the spot. And then you've got right now the Cowboys um, and the Washington football team actually both at six and nine. Uh, Washington has the tiebreaker there, but um, if if Dallas can go seven and nine and Washington falls again then uh, we could see Dallas in the playoffs. and so I think we all love to see Dallas in the playoffs. Everybody hates Dallas, but I love them. They're, they're, they're going to get embarrassed by – I mean, <laughs> Tampa Bay has the five seed. Whoever whoever makes it out of the East is going to get embarrassed by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay defense. Um, I think we all love to see Andy Dalton in the playoffs. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and then um, the, the Rams are most likely going to get a matchup with Seattle. Um, which is interesting because they beat them the first time they shut them down, but then Seattle's defense really shut down the Rams um, offense. So that'll be a toss up there. And then new Orleans uh, pretty much guaranteed the two seed will play either Chicago or Arizona. Um, They'd rather want Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Arizona is not even Arizona's. They have burst of, te- they have burst of. I, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury should be their coach. He It's just, they have shining <laughs> moments. They have shining moments, and then they just fall apart. Yeah, they, they have a really talented roster, but you know Christian Kirk would be a terrific slot receiver. But they have him outside right now because Larry mm. Fitzgerald's in the slot because he's oh. nowhere near the physical talented the receiver he used to be. He's holding. Uh, but you know, out of respect for him, they don't want to just bench him and say, "Hey, you listen, you're gonna be our fifth string receiver." Uh, they don't want to cut him either, out of respect, which I understand. Mm. But um. Christian Kirk is not like a top flight outside receiver. He would be a really, really great slot guy. Um, this is supposed to be his breakout year, I feel like. He's super yeah, good. It, he's had some really big games, and he's had some nice moments on the outside, but I, I feel his skill set would be so much more uh, – so, so better put to use in the slot, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out on the edge. Um, and then Cliff Kingsbury, just as a coach, hasn't the, – the, the Cardinals don't seem like a very, very well-coached team. Um, they're losing these games – that are that are just very winnable yeah very winnable games and and they just they can't necessarily keep up with these other teams which is kind of weird for me to say because we know Kyler Murray is going to be a top quarterback Mm -hmm. for his career barring some significant injury we know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be good for at least three more seasons barring some significant injury we know Christian Kirk is really is a is a good receiver on the outside or an average receiver on the outside and could get even better in the and they can't keep they can't keep a healthy running back core. Yeah, um, and and it's <laughs> it just gets to a point where listen, you've got to win now. You've got a lot of young talent on the defense. You've got a veteran in Patrick Peterson. Then you've got Byron Murphy Jr., who's a really nice, solid young corner. Isaiah Simmons, you just drafted. You've got um, boot. Isaiah Simmons is all right. Isaiah Simmons is all right. Yeah, he he hasn't necessarily made the yeah. impact that a lot of people thought uh he had a lot of hype yeah um, but i think it takes longer for defensive players to show up especially in this COVID yeah. season yeah um yeah. W- without working minicamp otas and then uh with just defenses in general struggling this year um but i think the big thing was him is just polishing his game um yeah. his coverage techniques is is uh his hands use um but he's got all the physical talent there You've got a guy like uh, Hicks in, as an athletic middle linebacker who I really like. Uh, of course, Chandler Jones is a premier edge rusher. Hassan Reddick hasn't played poorly. Um, he's, he's had a nice season this year um, as that sort of off-ball linebacker can also rush the passer. 
and and I, I feel like their their ceiling is is so much higher than potentially nine and seven, eight and eight. Mm-hmm. That I think Cliff Kingsbury's got to go. Um, and you know, I think Zach Taylor actually the way his team has played keeps his job next year, which may not be the best thing for you. Uh, and if, if Zach Taylor gets fired this offseason, I'm just gonna cry tears of joy. I'm gonna it, cry so much. It's, it's not that Zach Taylor is like a terrible coach. He's not a great coach. He's probably a, a middle to bottom tier coach, but he is certainly a better coach than a lot of these teams have. It's just that the Eagles have so much potential for an upgrade um, with Joe Brady potentially matching with yes. Joe Burrow. We had a chance. We had a um, shot at. We had a shot at Mike Vrabel, right? But we we signed Marvin Lewis to a one and uh, team option deal, and we got rid of him. We signed Zach Taylor. We should have hired Eric Bieniemy, and it's just it's just a whole bunch of mess up with mess ups with the, with the Bengals. I will um, say with with Eric Bieniemy, it's it's you know they, they've got a top three receiver. They've got the number yeah. one or number two, however you want to do it, one A one B quarterback. They've got a premier head coach in Andy Reid. How much of that is those guys? And they've got the best tight end in the league too with Kelsey. How much of that is is those guys and their talent and their genius? And how much of it is Airbnb? That's the only question with him. Yeah, uh, but a guy like Joe Brady or or even Arthur Smith, you know what you're going to get. Um, Brian Dable in, in Buffalo, you know what you're going to get because they have these resumes um, that speak for themselves. I don't. I don't think we should have took a took a quarterback coach. That's that. That's my main problem. A quarterback coach out of. Um, out of uh, the out of, were they in LA? Yeah, LA Rams. I, I thought they were still in St. Louis. Um, but anyways, they I don't think we should have, should have took a, a quarterback coach out of um out of the Rams. I don't think that was a good move by us. We have plenty. Of, we had plenty of other options to go to go to, many more polished options. But instead, we went with a young head coach for his mm-hmm. offensive expertise. Trying to get a uh, Sean McVay, but the yeah. offense hasn't been too great. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And and if and if we're not producing if we're not producing on offense, what's the point of having um Zach Taylor? Because he's not a genius, yeah. Because he's obviously not a defensive minded coach. <laughs> he let up thirty points a game. Yeah, um, it's um, it, it's it gets to a point where where you think like. Out of the recent head coaches that have been hired and the potential candidates you have now, it seems like the Bengals and the Cardinals, and I guess the Lions as well, have really missed on their on their coaches. Um, with Matt Patricia, um, Zach Taylor, and and um, forgetting dude's name all of a sudden, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, but you know, I think the Cardinals could be so much better than they are right now. Um, I think they should have a locked up spot, honestly. Um, I think Cliff, I think I think Cliff Kingsbury has a job for at least another season or, or or two or three. Why do you think that? Just just because they're they're winning games, they're they're winning games, but not meaningful games. But <laughs> once he gets those meaningful games under his belt, I think I think we'll start to see why uh, they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, he he certainly has potential in the league as a head coach, but I think this roster is ready to win like next mm, yeah. year. Um and. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is necessarily the guy who needs to do that. And and you can't even demote him. Like nobody's going to demote a head coach to an offensive coordinator or a positional coach because that just totally messes up your culture and your power dynamic and who you take orders from. Like, you know, these guys have been coached. Kyler Murray, the starting quarterback, he's been coached yeah. by Kingsbury for two years. 
Kingsbury all of a sudden becomes the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator, and then there's a new head coach, and that new head coach better be super good mm-hmm. at establishing, like, listen, I am the coach. You listen to me. I decide who plays, who doesn't, um, you know, et cetera, this and that, how we practice. Um, and and then if Cliff Kingsbury is saying other stuff, like, listen, Kyler, I want you to um, – I want you to – I don't know wait longer in the pocket. I want you to sit in the pocket a little bit longer um, to set up more, more deep shots, um, for example. But Cliff Kingsbury is like, listen, man, um, you, you're so good of a scrambler. We need you getting out of the – or I need you to get out of the pocket um, like this and, and maybe take some design pass plays and instead of letting them develop, just get out, scramble, get as much as you can. And whether he gives a good reason, like maybe it's, oh, our offensive line's this bad or um, – listen, they've got this really great safety who's going to take away this deep shot, but this great corner who's going to take away this, this, this route. It's just miscommunication waiting to happen. So, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury has got to go, but. Um, oh yeah. Kyler Murray doesn't run. He waddles. He, waddles. <laughs> he, he does. He, some, somehow it's like the, the legs just move super and, fast, but and he's just move. fast. Yeah. <laughs> It, it doesn't look like he's really do, doing that much. Same with uh, same with Patrick Mahomes, too. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes looks like he's moving so slow, but he just picks up yards. Sneakily fast. And, sneakily fast. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe that's just a, a baseball guy thing. Um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about from this weekend, Warren. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Let's Before we end this, this was more of an NFL-centered episode. But how about the Clippers getting absolutely yes, yes. by the Mavs? Um, Didn't Paul George say he was distracted because of Christmas or something like yeah, that? Yeah, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I mean what the Didn't heck? he say he was going to be back to MVP form? <laughs> First of all, Paul George has only been in MVP form for like two seasons. Um, yeah. And has not in the past like four or five. Um, and yeah, Kawhi Leonard missed the game but oh man we see what the clippers really are without their star 50 50 like he could have lost by like 15 or 20 and it'd been like yeah it's a bad loss but the Mavs are a pretty good team and you know you were missing Kawhi. deal with it take it on the chin but 50 i think um that was a um, franchise record right for yeah they only scored 77 points most it's not even like the Mavs went off on offense and scored at 140, and it was 140 to 90. I mean, didn't Luca have like 40? Oh my gosh! I think Luca had 40, and their and, and the Clipper starters combined for 40. That is ridiculous. Um, I mean, what? It's horrible. <laughs> now, now, do you think? And they're supposed to be the Lakers, right? They're supposed to be the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, but the Lakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's how how much of this is Doc Rivers leaving and and just you know players not playing well because I don't think them getting rid of Doc Rivers was a, the right move. I don't think that was a good move. But um, it wasn't. My gosh, this is. I think, a- I think behind the scenes, there's no chemistry on the Clippers whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. if there was chemistry. Wouldn't you think Mondres Harrell would have stayed if he was so close with Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah. I think there's a, a power, a miss, I don't know how to say it, uh, a power differential for their stars and then their role players. Yeah. Um, 
you can't have a team that mis- mistreats your players because then there's going to be no – there's not going to be no team chemistry on the court. They're not like going to want to play with them. They're going to be like, oh, I hate this guy. He never yeah. passes the ball. Why gets breaks all the time. He gets – he gets – he gets – well, he, he like, deserved like, that. He deserved not to miss the game, but um, – Yeah, but, but here's another thing. Last year, at least, I don't know if this is still happening this year, but guess guess what? Kawhi and Paul George were the only two guys on the yes. on the on the team with personal train trainers, which is you yeah. know whatever personal trainers, but also personal security, like not yeah. even team security, and then that that just puts a divide between you guys, and and you're not gonna win win doing that. And um, Luca had 24 in that game. He was actually over five from three, but he almost had a triple double, uh, nine rebounds and eight assists, um, and <laughs> it's. It's just, I mean, the, the Clippers starters, Paul George had 15 points. He was four for 13 from the field. Pat Bev had two points. Now he's not really a scorer. He was only 0 for 2. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a. Serge Ibaka had, had 15. Only one of their starters made a three, and that was Kennard, and he only made one three. He shot one for six from three and three from. And they pay him like 40 million? The whole day. And uh, yeah. It's it's uh Lou Williams had no points. He played nine minutes, he was over four, and he didn't even have a point. And this man's supposed to be one of the premier sixth men of the year, gonna go get a contract for some other team. Seven you know, better than Dennis Schroeder, um, type guy. And you know, Schroeder got his extension uh with the Lakers. Um six six men are so overrated. <laughs> well, some are because once you put them in the starting lineup, they just crumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a reason they're six men. Yeah, they have a hole in their game. You know, they're one-sided, like a like a guy like um, Lou Williams is. He, he's just not a good defender, um, or or they you know they don't have the stamina, or they just don't have the right mindset for it. But it's like going, it's like going to a top high school to play them and say we don't want the first team, we want we want the second team because yeah. they're, they're less. Yeah, I don't think Lou Will is going to get a big contract no time soon. He's old. There's no way he's going to get a big contract. Yep. Um, some some other updates. The Cavs destroyed the Sixers, um, one eighteen ninety four. Why are the Cavs winning? Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, all Myron's talk on Colin Sexton in, in the draft stream. I got him too. I got um, Is is just magic words. Also, the Knicks beat the Bucks by twenty, uh, one thirty to one ten. Um, I I really if if I were a Bucks fan, which I'm not, um, if I were a Bucks fan, I wouldn't be concerned. If I were a Knicks fan, I still wouldn't get hyped up. Um, Giannis had 27 still. It's it's not like that was it was that terrible. Giannis is Giannis is in this divide. If he if he stays with the Bucks, he ruined his career. If he leaves, he's a he's a ring chaser. It's no winning with Giannis, but it's 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 I mean, if you go if you go to a team like like you know, LeBron went to the Heat, you you may say, Oh, that's a super team because there was a big three. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's it's not like there was it's not like KD going to the Warriors. Um or, or like if Giannis joined the Heat right now, um, or, or even the Warriors. Um, the Bucks aren't winning unless they trade Chris Middleton. Why? Why do you say that? You think he's not? Big, you don't think he's the caliber guy to be number two? Put him in the West. He's a he's he's not even the third option. On a, on the team. On a good team. I think he'd be the third option for the Lakers. Third. Um, he'd be the third <laughs> option for the Trail, but I don't think he'd think, be the second option. I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll push Kuzma down. Huh? I don't think they'll push. Let's say, let's say somehow Middleton got in the Lakers, mm-hmm. and they they'd have to trade Kuzma. I don't think they're pushing Kuzma down for Middleton. 
I'm, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but he's definitely a three or a four option there. And and yeah. Um, Imagine not, the Bucks get hardened. He's not the closer they need. That's going to be weird, though. Um, Harden hates Harden, Harden doesn't like Giannis. <laughs> he's probably because Giannis threw that ball off his face a few years ago. <laughs> he was in the post. He tried to pass it. It bounced right off Harden. But um, no, but uh, even if Harden did go there, I don't know how that di- – because Giannis is a guy who's like a kind of a point forward in terms of ball handling, uh, and he's a pretty good passer as well. Um, and he uses those the long strides and the, the big frame to just muscle his way through the, the paint with that Euro step, um, et cetera. But I think he'd be re- relegated to more of a post player, like a dunker spot um, with James Harden on the team. I don't know if that would be the best fit um, for Milwaukee and yeah. for James Harden as well. But I just think I just think Giannis needs a a, a good point guard, not a ball hogger like James Harden or or. That's why Chris Paul to the Bucks would have been so good. Yeah. They just they didn't yeah. have the capital to get him. Yes, that would be so good. But they got Drew Holiday. Yep. Um, speaking of Holiday, <laughs> Holiday was over four uh, for three, four for ten from the field in uh, twenty eight minutes. He only had eight points. Um, and and was, the Pelicans are sneakily good. I think I'd say the Pelicans. The Pelicans are kind of, I, I don't know if they'll – I don't think they'll compete in the West, but they may sneak in at the end of the playoffs and give give a give a top-seeded team a, set, a good seven-game series. Like one you actually – one you actually have to show up for and, like, play well and, and win close games. I think the Pelicans have the best front office in the NBA just by the moods that – I mean, everyone's going to put the Lakers in front of them. They they already have all they have to do is resign two stars and it's yeah I, I don't think the Lakers necessarily would be qualified for best front office. Um, if we take I what think the Pelicans, heat, if I we take the, the Heat in as a as a great front office. Yes, um, yeah. But if we take the Pelicans from what they were in like 2017 with AD mm-hmm. to now, it's it's light and day. They they traded AD for multiple picks and and. And Multiple. they use those picks very, very well. Yes, they use those picks very, very well. With uh, Z- they got Zion, obviously. They got um, Brand- they got Brandon name? Ingram in a trade. Um, Brandon Ingram's a superstar. I think Brandon Ingram he, is. He is. He's at star. least yeah. a star. He, I mean, he yeah. broke out last year. He had twenty sixth um, last night. Uh, Zion had eighteen. They both had eleven rebounds. And Ingram even had six assists. And he was never necessarily the passing guy. Um, and even Lonzo had 16 points and, and um, eight rebounds, five assists. So add that with Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. And um, you, you're looking at – Yes, they did try with Steven Adams. Yes. Yeah, you're looking at – and Steven Adams is going to take pressure off of Zion by being another big man in there um, who can really be a force uh, with rebounding um, and, and defensive presence in the paint. So that's going to put a lot of stre- – take a lot of stress off of him. You had Josh Hart and JJ Redick off the bench. And they, yes, and they traded it back. I think they traded back into the draft, um, the Zion draft for Jackson Hayes. Very good player. Yeah. I love Hayes. Um, yeah, really, really a bright future for for New Orleans. Yes. Um, although, honestly, when it comes to the NBA, you can have as much young talent as you want, but if those guys don't necessarily develop into two or more top fifteen players. I don't know if you're gonna get win a championship. Not, yeah, in today's not, NBA, today's NBA, if you don't have a, a seasoned veteran on your team or seasoned veteran, as I mean, like a, a top, top tier, yeah, yeah, top tier, top tier seasoned veteran, you're, I don't think you're gonna win. 
Yeah, um, there's there's a good like six to fourteen players who who mm-hmm. control what happens in the NBA just in terms of wins losses. And it's, um, it's super teams in this. Yeah, in yes, this you, game, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, you've got LeBron, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George. James Harden. No, no I, I didn't mean to say Paul George. I, I didn't mean to say, say Paul George. George. Yeah. I meant to say James Harden. Yeah, yeah, James Harden. Um, even maybe Russell Westbrook, maybe Jimmy Butler, maybe Joel Embiid. Um, ben Simmons. Maybe. Uh, if Ben Simmons leaves the uh, Sixers and goes to a team, I don't know. I'm, I'm, ben Simmons could be a good piece for a team, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to be that main guy. Until he gets that shot, yeah. I mean, because even if you look at it now, Giannis is a top five player, probably top three player, undeniably. But with the lack of the the off the dribble shot that Giannis doesn't have, top three. Um, I I probably put him in the top three. I probably put him in the top three. Um, he would probably be number three, but um, I think for sure top five. Um, depending on how Kevin Durant plays. But um, Kevin Durant's looking good. Yeah, Kevin Durant is looking very, very good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, until he gets that shot off the dribble, uh, preferably a perimeter shot, but it doesn't even have to be. Um, he he's not going to be able to necessarily carry his team to the championship unless he has a surrounding core of mm-hmm. really, really great players and great shooters. Um, and even then, it's it's unlikely because if you look at these guys who can create off the dribble, Steph Curry creates off the dribble. Um. LeBron is better at creating off the dribble. Uh, Jason Tatum, this rising star, can create off the dribble. Um, a lot of these guys can really do great things. And and Ben Simmons, I mean, he can sort of create off the dribble, but he has even a less less of a jump shot than Giannis does. And Giannis is is getting a lot better. He's in the mid thirty percent in terms of three. Yeah, every year I, every year he's gotten better at three. Yeah, and and that's just Ben Simmons hasn't, and and Giannis has that work ethic. Um, and and it's 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 just it's something that man it his future could be so bright but yeah. but it's just it's it's fading away. All right, one last to- I got a topic. One last topic. All right, um, go ahead. We all know James Harden is on borrowed time. What do you if he does get traded? What's his landing spot? <sighs> oh, it's hard. It's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a team in the East. It has to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they would trade him to a team in the West. Uh, first if, of all, if they did. They, if they did, it had to be a a, a a huge amount. It would have to be like the Thunder, but the Thunder aren't going to give away all those picks or anything. Um, and they're not. They're not in win now mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if it if he had to go to someone in the East, though, I think it'll be the Nets. They have the. I don't think he's going to the Nets. I don't think that ah. – They have Ben Whitty. They have Karis LeVert. They have – But I don't um, think that's enough value for – for, And especially with him getting John Wall, I think that shut a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. It shut Philadelphia's door. I think that shut um, the Nets' door. I think it shut Miami's door, although you can debate about Miami. Um, yeah, I think Miami already pulled out. They're done. Yeah, Um I don't think Boston's going to trade for him. Boston likes where they're at. I don't think the uh, – the uh, Pacers have what it takes to trade for a guy like Harden. I think Boston is super sneaky. They've been wanting to trade Kemba. That's true, but I don't know if Kemba's going to, especially with John Wall on the team. I mean, 
John Wall just closed a whole lot of doors for them. I think they would have to get a dominant big man with their new coach, but there's really none available because the Heat aren't going to trade Bam. Um, the Sixers aren't going to trade Embiid. Um, who else is there? Giannis isn't going anywhere, especially after they extended him. I don't think Sabonis is enough um, from the Pacers. Pascal's not enough from the Raptors. And and the Nets really, they're not trading Kevin Durant. They're not trading Kyrie, and they don't really have a big man that's worth the price of, of James Harden. It's I think he's stuck. I, I really think he's stuck. And he's going to, if he moves, I think he's going to move next season. You're muted right now. How many years does he have left on his contract? He's got two. So so he's got this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any way he signs an extension. No, there's no so, way. <laughs> so how old is he going to be? 30, 30? He'll still be in his prime. He'll still be a really good player. Um, I, I think he's stuck, though. I think he's stuck. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think I think the prime has moved up in the NBA. Yeah, it, I don't think I don't think the prime is no longer 27, 28. I think it's the, the peak of your prime is about like 30, extended. 33. I think your prime is 30, 33. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Extended. I think that's true in all sports, though. I mean, athletes with um, new like new knowledge and new technologies, I think their their <laughs> careers and their primes are lasting a whole lot longer. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think James Harden's stuck. Um yeah, that's the end of this episode of uh, Sports Headlines, unless Warren has anything else. Um, I'm done. You heard a dog in the back. <laughs> thank you all so much for watching. Um, Warren Sanker with Warren Bruner. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Sports Headline 8. Subscribe to mm-hmm. us on YouTube and uh, watch a lot of film breakdowns. We've got a lot of good stuff coming for you this week. Um, thank you all so much for watching, and uh, have a great rest of your day.